When I was a new young Christian, I went to church wherever and whenever I pleased. I didn't have church membership until I was married at the age of 24, so that meant from the time of my salvation at age 19 until 24, I was a do-it-yourselfer in my Christian walk. No one would have said that I was following Christ. That's an accusation that never would have stuck. I wasn't following Christ as a new believer. I did whatever I felt like doing. I had salvation. I was saved, born again, a new believer. But I was living as if my life still belonged to me, myself, and I. There was a very steep learning curve ahead of me as I committed to reading and studying my Bible daily, and it became obvious to me that something had to change. I couldn't keep doing my own thing and follow Christ at the same time. I think I expected my Christian walk to come naturally to me. The more I studied the Bible, the more I learned that it's actually very unnatural for us to follow Christ. Unnatural, but possible. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. Are you following Christ, or are you just a great pretender? Could someone else look at your life and copy it as a pattern for walking with God? Do you consider what your choices and decisions mean to God before you make them? The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 11.1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now that was a very bold statement. Keep in mind that Paul was just a man. In fact, he was a man with a very dark past, and it was no secret to others. How could a man go from being one of the greatest persecutors of Christians to one of the most devoted Christians himself? Paul learned how to live by the word, and he encouraged believers to be followers of him as he followed Christ. Now, the unspoken part of this statement is also true. If Paul wasn't following Christ, then he didn't want people to follow him. Two words make this clear. The words, even as. This makes the statement conditional. Paul wasn't merely saying, hey, everyone copy me because I'm a super Christian. He knew better, and besides, Paul knew his own history. What he was saying was more like this. Copy me as I copy Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Do what I'm doing if it is according to Christ and his word. What Paul was saying wasn't easy but at least he had a walk that matched his talk. Could we say, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ? In other words, would our lives make a good pattern for someone else to help them walk with God? What does it look like to follow Christ? In the letter to the believers at Philippi, the instructions that were given then are still valuable to us today. Philippians 2 verses 5 through 8 give us a pattern that serves as our example. Listen to these verses and then we'll break it down into five parts. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
There are five things that we see in this pattern spelled out in these verses. First, we see that we need the mind of Christ. Philippians 2.5 gives us this starting point, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Whoa, way to dive off the deep end of the pool right there. This verse is asking for something that could only be possible by the grace of God because we don't think like Christ. Our thoughts are usually all about ourselves and our agenda and what we want to do, which is exactly the opposite of the mind of Christ. This means that we will need to learn all that we can from the Word about our Savior. To think like Christ and to have the same opinions, the same wisdom, the same compassion requires companionship. Are you a companion of Christ or are you just an acquaintance? Are you reading books about Christ but spending very little time in the Word? No one can be a better expert on the mind of Christ than Christ himself. When we seek him, The Bible tells us we will find him. To have the mind of Christ, we can't settle for a surface relationship. Our lives are improved by making God's agenda our agenda. He wants us to know how he thinks, and then he wants us to be of the same mind. The second part of the pattern is the reputation. Let's review Philippians 2, 6 through 7. It says this, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus said plainly in John 10:30, I and my father are one. That meant that he made himself of no reputation in spite of being the king of kings and lord of lords. I can't imagine leaving heaven to come here voluntarily to serve a people who wouldn't even appreciate the sacrifice. But Jesus laid aside his equality with God for our sakes. Jesus didn't come to earth to be admired. He was on a mission to seek and save any who were willing. Meanwhile, back in the land of human nature, we like to be admired for just about anything. We love having recognition, and impressing people is at least a part-time job. To follow Christ, we're going to have to get over ourselves. It doesn't matter who others think we are, but it matters what God thinks. The third part of following Christ is servanthood. We see in the second part of verse 7 that Jesus took upon him the form of a servant. This was one of the lowest rungs on the ladder of life in the Old Testament and New Testament times, and it's even still that way today. But it was on purpose. Jesus did this on purpose. Jesus knew that people were admired more for what they did than who they were. So he became a living pattern of true lowliness. Again, we just don't think like this. Have you ever passed a cleaning cart in a hotel hallway? The cleaning staff are usually inside another hotel room cleaning up after someone else's mess. Have you ever seen anyone make a big deal over their hard work? And yet, their service jobs make our hotel stays better. Jesus took on a form similar to a cleaning person. His sacrifice makes our lives better. To be like him, we need to copy him. Instead of wanting to be served, we become servants in the likeness of Christ. This requires us to empty ourselves of any self-importance. We can only serve without self-interest by the grace of God. Number four, we need to copy Christ's humility. Here's the description in the first part of Philippians 2.8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. 
If we want to follow Christ, we need to copy this character quality as well. Jesus didn't wear a do-you-know-who-I-am badge when he came to earth. Talk about a hard job. Humility is hard for us. Humility is so unlike our carnal natures. We're trained from a young age to treat life as a competition, right from the first time we're on a sports team or in a music recital, or even when we're memorizing Bible verses in Bible clubs. We carry this competitive and prideful spirit with us into adulthood, which then grows into a lifelong performance routine. We are so poor at humility, we'll even turn a simple car trip into a raceway competition. Have you ever done that? Have you ever said to yourself, oh no, they're not going to change lanes in front of me, and then you sped up to close the gap? That's part of this competitive spirit. That's part of the pridefulness that comes along with failing to grasp the importance of humility. Following Christ's example by humbling ourselves and living in true meekness and lowliness starts in the mind. This is why we need the mind of Christ. Without it, his manner of thinking is just lost to us, and we're filled with self-importance. Humility is essential to following Christ. And finally, number five, the pattern for following Christ is wrapped up with obedience, even if the obedience is costly. Know that obedience comes with a price tag of suffering. The last part of Philippians 2.8 tells us that Christ became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Christ suffered, but we're still surprised at suffering. He went through the shedding of his blood, but we are upset when we have our schedules changed. After living his entire life homeless, in poverty, fleeing people who wanted to kill him for just speaking the truth, you would think that Christ would have been done with this place. He could have left earth at any time, you know. He wasn't a prisoner. He was voluntarily obedient unto the death of the cross. This is really sacrifice, and this is really great obedience. But it came with suffering. We hate to suffer, even in small ways. Think back over the past week and consider any situation where something didn't go the way you expected it to go. What was your reaction or response? Now think again about that situation. Did it include shedding blood or dying? We are rarely upset in the correct proportion to what is happening in our lives. Most of our responses to disappointments are overreactions tied to expectations. If we're going to follow Christ, we're going to need to learn how to obey his word and expect that some degree of suffering comes with that obedience. Life does have a rotation of seasons that are more challenging than others, and as we walk through these seasons without murmuring or complaining, we learn how to walk in willing obedience to the sufferings that come with the Christian life. Are you doing your own thing while pretending to follow Christ? You're not the first, and you're not alone. We all struggle with our flesh wanting its own way. Being a follower of Christ is not an easy path, but like anything valuable, it is worth the effort. Here's a verse that makes an exceptional prayer request. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Psalm 26.2 God knows who we really are. Instead of pretending to be a godly Christian, Follow Christ's pattern, and you'll truly be like Him. You've been listening to Francie Taylor, 
For more from Francie, visit KeepTheHeart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.